Have you ever known someone who had a lot to prove? They knew everything. They were a know-it-all. And they were loud, and they talked at you, and they had to be right every time. And they kind of, without realizing it, turned you off, repelled you. Well, if that's ever happened, if you ever walked away, if you ever walked away and said, I don't know what it is about them, but man, I can't listen. I, I, I don't, I, I like them, but I don't want to buy from them. Then you've experienced the needing to prove mask and needing to prove if that's your mask and everybody's got masks, voice masks, I call them. If that's yours, you're repelling people, which means you're not getting to the next level in success, relationships, or cash. That's what I'm talking about today, the needing to prove mask. You're gonna really like this episode, and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today as always. Thank you so much for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you. And I've got a great episode for you today. I'm doing several episodes about voice masks. You probably have a voice mask. Many, many, many people do. Not everybody, but many people do. And it's costing you. So I'm doing several episodes where I'm talking about voice masks, the most common ones I see. But very quickly, I want to let you know I'm running another round of my eight-week voice live voice coaching group. It's a very small group, six people. I have a few spots left, and we are starting early August. So if you're interested, I'd love for you to check out CaptivateTheRoom.com under the Work With Me tab. And you'll get all the information you need. I only have four spots left. I've already had two of them scooped up. I've not really rolled out any info on it yet. I'm letting you know first. Eight weeks, some great bonuses in there. So check it out. But today I want to talk about the mask of needing to prove. Now, I did an episode on chip on your shoulder, which is very similar. It's very much in the family of needing to prove. But needing to prove is a massive repellent. Now, let me just back up a minute. Voice masks is something that, that's what I call them. It is something that I hear. And just to let you know, I am going to be doing a program soon where I teach people how to hear like I hear. In fact, I'm going to be doing some of that in this next group in August. But needing to prove is very much a repellent. 
as are all voice masks. And what voice masks are, are we, we have a story, we have a voice story that comes from somebody says something to us one time before we're five and our subconscious goes to protecting us. Somebody says, hey, you'll, you never get anything right. And the subconscious says, don't worry, I've got this. And the next thing you know, needing to prove mask is in place. However, we can consciously without consciously being aware of it, put voice masks in place. As we try to get what we want, we think what we're putting in place will get us what we want. And I say consciously, not consciously, because I think there is a little bit of an awareness to what we're doing, but there's a lot of subconscious happening here. So somebody says to me, you're you're a failure. You're never going to be amount to anything. And in my mind, I think, well, if I can prove that I'm good enough, if I can prove I can do things, if I can prove I'm right, then I'll be worthy. Then I'll be good enough. Then I'll get your attention. Then I'll get the job. Then I'll get the girl, whatever. But voice masks are something that we all put in place based on our psychology of the voice story and based on our own experience. Now, psychology of the voice, as you know, is my own methodology that I created based on years of work and research. And it it literally takes one phrase to write in a story, but then it is compounded all through life. But it's one event. One event. Now, you guys hear me reference my brother all the time. My brother has a needing to prove mask. I know exactly where it came from. And it started before my brother was five. And it came from my father, who I loved and adored. Doesn't mean you're a bad person if you say something or do something that writes someone else's voice story. I don't believe my father ever intended to hurt my brother on any level, but my, my father was hard on my brother. You know, he really was. And my father was a massive workaholic and was, was, you know, was anything ever enough? I think is how my, my brother probably felt. I've not talked to him about this. He's quite a bit older than me. In fact, we really don't talk much at all. It's almost like two separate families because he's 16 years older than me. I was two when he got married, but everything is needing to prove. And that is a mask that he has put in place to get a result. But here's the thing, masks, that's why we put them in place to get us a result. And that result can be as simple as protecting us, keeping people out, not being vulnerable, or it could be something like, I want people to like me. I want to get the job. I want to get the deal. There's all kinds of motives behind why we put a voice mask in place, but we put it in place because the subconscious tells us if we do, we will get what we want. And after years of listening and and 
really creating these labels of masks, you know, there's a bunch of them and I literally can, I can teach them to you based on specific sounds. What what has become clear to me is that people put them in place to get a result. They are the very thing that keeps them from getting that result. Why? Because masks are generally repellents. And that is the situation with needing to prove. I don't know if needing to prove is as much trouble for people as chip on the shoulder, but neither one of them are good. And so if you have a needing to prove mask, we really need to crack that. And I have no way of of telling you without hearing your voice what your voice masks are, but I just want to let you know across the board, any kind of mask you have, it's got to go. If you're going to have maximum connection, maximum next level success, next level money, next level sales. And, you know, I work with a lot of people and or I meet a lot of people and in, in workshops and things that I teach and they'll say, oh, people connect with me really easily. There's a whole nother level. And that whole other level comes after the voice mask is gone. Voice masks generally are about protection. Whether they're repellents or not, they are coming from a place of lack of worth or working off of a story, working off of a phrase, like I mentioned, wanting to keep people out. It's a safety thing. And all of that comes from the subconscious. It's not safe to let people in. It's not safe to let people know who you are. It's not safe to let them know you might not know the answer. Or like in my brother's scenario, it's not safe to not be good enough or not be, you know, not get it right or whatever it is. Let me just take a time out here for just a second. And I want to backtrack to when I really started investigating what I now call voice masks. From the beginning of time, no, not the beginning of time, but for a long time, I knew that I could discern sounds even before I knew that I could discern sounds. And I remember this man came to work with me and I asked him what he wanted. You've maybe heard me tell this story before and I'll probably tell it again, but it was really a a big game changer for my work and my discovery in voice masks. So he came to me and I said, okay, what do you want to work on? And he said, well, I think I'm potentially repelling customers, potential customers. And I said, well, you are. And he said, why? And I said, I'd simply ask him a question very much like when psychology of the voice started being born. And I worked with that man named Bill with six sisters. And I asked him the question, do you have siblings? So I asked this man, and okay, let me give another time out. This was a very successful man. He was incredibly talented, absolutely brilliant, should be at the top of his game, should be have a line outside his door to work with him. And he's repelling people. And I could hear it instantly in his voice. I knew the sounds. I knew what the mask was even before I had done the research to create what I now call voice masks. And I looked at him and, and I said, 
I told him, I said, well, you are repelling people. And he said, how do you know? And I asked him a question. I said, what is it that you need to prove? And he looked at me with this stunned look on his face. And he said, why did you ask me that? And I said, well, I can hear it all over your voice. And you are repelling people because they are subconsciously processing that you are trying to prove something to them. And that is a repellent. And he said, I spent my entire life trying to prove my worth to my father. And there it was. There it was. It was just that simple. I don't know when that mask was put in, but he was raised in a way that he felt he needed to prove. And through that, that mask was formed. And I don't know how long he had had that mask, but ultimately that mask was costing him money. We can talk about connection. We can talk about next level. But at the the bottom line, if you are repelling potential customers, it is hurting your income. And so a lot of times my greatest frustration is that people don't get it, that their voice is hurting them to the degree of what I know, of what I understand, of what I hear. And they try all these different things. And and what it really is about is there are sounds in their voice like this man. There were push tones. There were prove tones coming from that mask that made people go, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of like when I told the story about when I dumped water in my computer. And I called three different people. Well, I called the first guy. And he had a needing to prove mask. I mean, he knew everything. He was Mr. Tech, you know, and he would go into these huge diatribes over the phone about the KJ7 and the 42X and that's what, you know, and I'm just like, can you fix it or not? And what's it going to cost? Very repellent. And I said, nope, you're not my guy. The next guy, I actually went into the shop and he's the one that told me how stupid I was. I did a show on this a couple of years ago. And he told, he was so repellent, so needing to prove and literally abusive. You know, he told me I was stupid. So that was two, that was two out, two, two losses, right? And then I found the third guy and he didn't have a needing to prove mask and I hired him and he fixed my computer and I work with him to this day. Those guys lost a customer too. And you could say, well, it's just you, Tracy, but no, just like the guy with, you know, that I told the original story about. He lost one, he lost two, he lost three. He lost four, five, six, who knows how many. That mask cost him. And that mask is costing you. It's costing you the next level of success because people are hearing these tones and processing them subconsciously. And there's no inner freedom in that. There was no inner freedom for this man. When you're locked up behind a mask, you're exhausted. And I say that to a lot of my people when they get here. I'll tell them about a mask or I'll tell them about something that I hear. And I'll look at them and I can hear it in their voice. They don't, I know they're going to say yes because I can hear it. And I say, aren't you exhausted? And they say yes. 
and they let the mask down because it's hard to carry a mask, especially needing to prove because you won't ever prove. Not with that mask. It's the very thing that's going to keep you from getting what you want. But it's not just, it's not just money. It's inner freedom. It's connection. Let's talk about that. Needing to prove is a big one that keeps us from connecting. Because if you've ever known somebody with a needing to prove mask, you just kind of want to roll your eyes and walk away, right? You know, I've told you the story about when I was going to go to Italy over Christmas years and years and years ago. I mean, I was probably still in my 20s. And I said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go to Italy. I'm going to Europe over Christmas. I'm going to Italy. I'm going to France. And my brother said, you know, I don't remember where else I was going. I think the UK, maybe Germany. I don't remember. And he said, oh, don't go to Italy. And I said, what Italy is, that's what I'm most, that's what I'm most excited about. He said, don't go to Italy. And I said, well, I really want to, I really want to go to Rome. I mean, I really love history and Oh, for everything, do not go to Rome. Very pushy, very much a tone. Now, needing to prove can also be in words. A mask can also be in words. And the word part of this program in this needing to prove is knowing it all. I have to know it all. I have to prove that I know everything. I have to prove I know the answers. I have to prove I know more than you because then I have worth. See where worth is tied in to masks or the perception. I don't want you to have the perception that I've not done something as cool as you've done or are going to do. It's all about make, I feel bad if I haven't done something as cool as you, or if I'm not, if I don't perceive that I am good enough. So as we're having this discussion, I then say to my brother, when did you go to Italy? And he said, well, I've never been to Italy. So it was very much about needing to prove that he knew more than me, even if he didn't. And yes, part of it can be in words. Part of it is in gen- generally in a needing to prove mask is, is I know everything. I know, I know, I know. And you know what I know, I know, I know is that is resistance. I see that daily and that's a mask too. I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail today on that mask, but daily when I work with people, I hear, oh, I'm pretty sure I do that in real life. No, no, you don't. You don't. Because if I can hear it, you're not doing it in real life. And I will get that from a lot of people uh, working with people who do calling or, you know, whatever it is. And when they start in on, oh, yeah, no, but when I when I'm really in, a, in the room live, I, I do that. No, you don't. Or I would hear it in your voice. And what I hear is a mask. What I hear is protection. And it's like bulletproof glass. You can see through it, but it's this slight barrier that keeps us 
from really connecting with you. So it's not like being on a Zoom call and you don't have your video on. And and so we can't tell what you're doing. No, we see you. We hear you. We just can't touch you. And that's that next layer. And don't think that of that as literal. It's m- metaphorically speaking. But it keeps us from connecting that needing to prove because it is all ego. It is all fear. It is all projection. It is all refusal to take ownership. It is all needing to be right. It is all feeding your own ego. It is all imposter syndrome. But back very quickly to the the story, I got off track there for a second. You know how I am. When I'm working with somebody and they say, yeah, no, I I do that. I, I do that when I'm live. I do that on my calls. I would hear it. And that is simply resistance. And resistance are, I feel less than, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to be not good enough. And all of this comes from the subconscious. So the subconscious is responsible for resistance. No, you got to tell her you've got this. Tell her you do this. If you tell me that you do this, then I'll get off your back and we might find out and then we won't have to find out that you really don't and then you can avoid feeling less than. Okay, your worth doesn't come from what you've done or any of this stuff. One of the things that I have to say to people all the time is you're worthy just because you are. And most people don't see that. They see that they've got to get it right and they've got to prove their worth and they've got to do good deeds and they've, they've got to be good enough on their calls and good enough on their presentations or they don't need any help. And that is resistance for fear of failure. And that is a mask very similar to needing to prove. Imposter syndrome. This is imposter syndrome very often comes out, manifests itself in a needing to prove mask. I see it. Another thing I see on the daily, the resistance from the people who, oh, yeah, I do that when I'm doing it for real. People who do not feel good enough about what they do, the imposter syndrome that comes out in needing to prove. And there's an almost an arrogance about it. You could call my brother arrogant. People can't, you know, we can't be in the same room with him because he knows everything. And how does this ultimately come out? Well, it comes out in volume. My brother is so loud. It's unbelievable. And here's the thing. So I don't want you to think that I'm sitting here being, I know, I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm not being critical of my brother. And you're like, um, yeah, you are. No, I'm using him as an example. He has a heart of gold. He is, can I just tell you for a minute? And I'm going to try to tell you this without crying. So now I won't be able to do it without crying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So this is, this is a perfect example, and this is why I'm using him, and, and this is why I'm getting ready to tell you this story, because this a mask will keep you from the best reveal of you. 
in everything else I've said, but, but get this. Okay, so my brother has a heart of gold. My brother has never in my life spoken to me in any other way, but loud and needing to prove and knowing everything. Not once, not once. I'm 50, I'll be 55 years old in less than two weeks. My brother has never talked to me any other way but needing to prove. So what a tragedy to live behind that mask your whole life. But get this, get what he did. Well, he's done so many cool things, but I want to use this example because this will show you how that mask is keeping him from the best reveal of who he really is. My mother, as many of you know, died in September of this year. And of course, I was devastated, but my mother adored my son. My mother was my son's number one champion. She lived for my child. She was tickled and delighted. I mean, she wouldn't call it. She didn't even know what I did for a living. She would call and want to know how Jack was and what's Jack doing and how's Jack, how's this, how's that. She made sacrifice after sacrifice for me on behalf of Jack. And so... To say that I was devastated when she didn't get to see what he would accomplish his senior year, that he would graduate with honors, that he would be the valedictorian of his class, that he would get accepted into these high, high level colleges and get scholarship into their art programs and just these extraordinary things that he did. I mean, it was, it was absolutely, you know, and this is a child that at the age of two was diagnosed with autism. And I was told he was functioning on a three-month-old level at the age of two and that he would never amount to anything. And of course, you know, I, I don't talk about it a lot, but I recovered him. And I mean, he's just got this, just a Cinderella story. And so the heart, most heartbreaking part of all, and I mean, of course, it, you know, really sucked that he didn't get a graduation or a prom, and that his freshman year of college is going online. I mean, all of that is such a drag. But the most heartbreaking part of all of it was that my mother didn't get to see. My mother didn't get to hear that online graduation valedictorian speech. So it was the night of graduation. And I, of course, you know, we're on lockdown and you can only do takeout. And and so after the graduation, which was all online, I went to get a, my son's favorite food via takeout and I was walked downstairs and I thought, well, let me just grab the mail before I go pick this up. And I, this is on his graduation day. I don't even know how my brother timed this, but my brother did all this. Didn't ever tell me and never responded when I thanked him for it either, by the way. But I pulled an envelope out of the mailbox from my mother, from her address in her writing and I opened it up and there was, you know, there was a check in there from her estate to Jack and a letter. And I kid you not, he signed it from her. He wrote it from her 
he sounded exactly like she would have written this letter. I mean, it was her exact language. It was even her handwriting, except, you know, for, I mean, I had to really study this thing because I'm thinking, how did mother know she was going to die? How did she write this? And so I called my sister and I said, you're never going to believe what I got in the mail. And she said, I knew he was going to do that. And I had a heads up about it because my sister-in-law had contacted me, had contacted me like a week before, two weeks before or something and said, what is, what did Jack call mom and dad? And I said, well, he called them Mimi and Dada. And she said, oh, okay. And I didn't think anything of it at the time, but this was, this, this, the strategy was already in place. But my, it was really my brother that did all of it. So do you see that heart and how it is being reflected and deflected and compromised because of that mask? Because it's, you know, everybody feels the same way. It's, he's difficult, you know, it's difficult to be in the same room because he knows everything and he's loud and he pushes and he talks at. Another thing that you hear me talk about all the time is that my concept of talking at versus talking to, and it is literally a tone. And that is the feeling that I feel when I hear that tone. And that is how I made up talking at versus talking to. He talks at, he has a tone. He is irritated. There is an arrogance. Arrogance is not confidence. And so here's the other thing about people with a needing to prove mask. A lot of people are afraid of them. Many people are repelled by them. I don't want to hear that arrogant SOB or whatever they think. But a lot of people are intimidated. And a lot of people will say, he's so confident. But once I point a few things out, they realize he's not confident. He's arrogant and he's afraid and he's frightened and he's hiding behind a manifested version of worth and proving, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Defensive can be in the needing to prove family. Chip on the shoulder is definitely in the needing to prove family. But it's fear and it's fear that I have to prove my worth, fear I have to be right, fear I am supposed to know the answers, fear you won't like me if I don't know, fear I'm not good enough if I don't know, fear that I'm an imposter if I don't know. The number of times I have to tell people it is 100% okay to say, you know what, that's a great question and I don't know the answer to it. If you boldly own it, the number of times people have hired me or C-suite executives in the organization have asked me a question, and I'm not talking thousands, but I'm talking occasionally, and they've said, why is it this way, Tracy? And I've had to say, oh, I love that question. Hold on a minute. Let me figure that out. 
and they commented on how I boldly owned the fact I didn't know. I feel no need to prove. I do not have a need to prove mask. I like to tell stories and I accidentally name drop sometimes. In fact, the other day, somebody was laughing at me and they said, I love how you just kind of pop that Baywatch thing in there. And I said, I didn't mean to. It was just the story around what I was teaching you and how I created it when I was working with those people. That's different. Needing to prove is I've got a mask up. I'm protecting myself from the possibility that you might disagree with me or you might not think I know enough or you might think less of me or I might be less. But here's the thing. It'll keep you from that next level. Just like every other mask that I ever crack and I crack them. I crack them every day. I crack them in my groups. I crack them in my solo sessions. They are costing you. They're costing you money. They're costing you time. They're costing you relationships. And and a lot of times when people come to me and work with me for their business, they end up saying to me, I came to you for to fix my business, but you actually changed my relationships. It was the mask cracking that changed the relationship and took them to the next level. You don't have to create a new product. You don't have to pay more in advertising. You don't have to hire a bigger team. What you have to do is get rid of the mask to get to the next level because it is what is making people walk away, turn away, say, "Mm, I don't know. I'm real turned off by that. I'm going to stand over here and watch, but I'm not going to give you any money yet. I'm going to stand over here and watch, but I'm not going to give you the promotion yet. I'm going to stand over here and watch, but I'm not going to get too close to you yet. They're a red flag in that person's subconscious and they need to go. So are you a needing to prove mask? Are you people pleasing? That's what's next. That's what I'm going to talk about next. Are you defensive? Are you chip on your shoulder? What is your mask? I'd love to know. And if you don't know, maybe it's time to find out. Maybe it's time to get to that next level. All right, so I'm going to wrap it up. That was it on needing to prove mask. I am going to do an episode on people-pleasing mask because that is another huge one. I'm, I'm doing... I'm not doing all the masks, but I'm doing the big ones, the ones that I see daily, the ones that cost the most. They all cost you, but some cost the most, but that's it. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Make sure you go check out uh, the CaptivateTheRoom.com under the Work With Me tab if you want to find out about joining my group program. I think this is going to be the last time I run that. Well, I know it's going to be the last time I run it at this price point, but When I run it moving forward, it will be part of my certification program. So this is the last time to get it as is at this price. So if you want to jump in, jump in. And then what I'm going to do for the people that have been in this program, if they want to then take the full teach me how to hear like you hear Tracy course, they're going to get half off anybody that's participated in the group. All right, so here we go. I'm going to wrap it up. Think about what kind of mask you have and how it might 
not be working for you. But until I see you next time, that's it for today. You know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab the voice formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 